Greetings, everyone. So today marks the first episode of the Liverpool FC show on the Sports Club podcast, where we will be joined by the owner of the LFC Report Instagram account, Noah Byrne, where we will discuss a number of pivotal Liverpool topics, such as the renewal of Mohamed Salah's contract, transfer rumours and a preview ahead of Liverpool's friendly match against United for pre-season on July 12th in Thailand. So I guess I'll update everyone on the progress of the podcast shortly after this episode related to Liverpool FC. Thanks everyone. Hello all, welcome to the 10th episode of the Sports Good Podcast and the first of the Liverpool FC show. Today we're being joined by Noah Byrne of the LFC Report. Welcome on Noah. Hi. So we're initially going to speak about the Mohamed Salah contract renewal. So initially we're going to cut straight to the chase and talk about what are Noah's thoughts on the renewal. Yeah, so look, it's it's brilliant to have Mo Salah, the, the Egyptian king, signed on for another few years. You know, obviously that that contract, that contract saga lasted a lot longer than I think everyone was hoping it would. And it's just, it's good to have it all sorted now going going into pre-season, you know, big season up ahead. Hopefully, Salah will be fully focused on his game now that the contract side of things out of the way with. And yeah, it's just great to have done. Yeah, I personally agree because I think we are all building up a sense of anxiety because we knew as the season progressed towards the midpoints, we knew there would be there would be carnage, carnage. There'd be ructions. There would be problems if Salah didn't have a, a contract, and maybe that could affect the performance of Salah and ultimately the team. So I think it's a, a huge relief that we actually have positive news that Salah's staying, and that we don't have to obviously focus on ourselves for next season, and we can just focus on the now in the present that we have Mohamed Salah for the foreseeable future and we don't have to focus on next summer in pursuing a replacement so I think it's absolutely brilliant news and now the second question is how do you think will impact his performance Noah? Well I think I think towards the end of last season you could definitely see Salah's performances start to decline a bit you know after AFCON and look, that could have been due to the the incredible amount of game time he's been playing this season. Or last season now, sorry. But see, that hasn't bothered him in the past. So you'd, you'd think maybe something else is wrong. And obviously, you know, you'd think that would be the contract situation, which looked to be going nowhere back then. But now it's just out of the blue. We've gotten some positive news finally. Rami Abbas and FSJ have reached an agreement. And yeah, it's just it's good to have sword. And it's a massive it's a massive relief to have this done as well because, you know, Sadio Mane obviously left to join Bayern and best of luck to him there, but we are potentially looking at a situation where we could be going into the season without not only Mane, but there was talk of the potential sale of Salah as well, actually, uh, this summer. So, yeah, it's, it's a relief to have him signed on. Hopefully, he'll be back to his best for next season. Yeah, I personally agree. I've obviously spoken about the performance that, obviously, Salah was struggling with and, obviously, how the contract saga was impacting him. So, I think it's absolutely brilliant he signed on. And now we're going to we would say cover a rather morbid topic and that is how this will impact Bobby Firmino. So, your opinion, Noah? 
Well, I think for me, no. Obviously, I think with his contract talks, I don't really believe there are any contract talks going on between him and the club at the moment. So I don't think I don't think things are going to change there. I think I think uh, both him and the club are quite happy to see his see his contract through and just let him leave at the the the, the end. I think you know that suits suits both parties quite well you know for me and I can move on to a new challenge and I think it'll be good for him but yeah I think it works for both of us unless of course for me and I has a excellent season next season then look we'll just have to we'll have to try and convince him to stay yeah I'd agree personally because I think for probably around a year now since summer 2021 it's been widely known that Liverpool are focusing on regenerating their team and replacing a lot of the old older players senior players with younger new blood and I feel that the front three has to be addressed obviously in the ideal world we keep all three of them and we also sign younger protégés but unfortunately we don't have the money of a Manchester City and also we need to keep players content so it's just not possible. So obviously we did obviously sign on the outstanding member of the front three, Mohamed Salah. And I feel Roberto from here now will follow suit with Sadio Mane. And I feel there will be a new attacker coming in this summer or next summer. I apologize um, to really replace Firmino. And we would say really need this regenerated new look attack next summer. So now speaking of Bobby Firmino, um, what is your opinion on the report Simon Bullock published a number of days ago about him potentially leaving the club? Well, I think it should be certainly taken with a grain of salt. You know, I I wouldn't be... I wouldn't really be thinking too much into it because, as we know, in the past, there have been some false reports from that journalist. For example the Mohamed Salah contract situation. He said two weeks ago that Salah wouldn't be staying. And, well, after the news last week, you know, that doesn't seem to be very true. And, of course, uh, we can't forget that one of our own, Virgil van Dijk, called him out for fake news. So, look, I wouldn't read too much into that report. Yeah, I personally agree because... The majority of the sources who have history of getting things wrong tend to get things wrong repeatedly. Sometimes they are lucky in on the occasional instance. Um, I feel a main offender of this would have to be Indy Kayla. Obviously, for the majority of the time, he gets it wrong. But obviously, on the odd occasion, he gets it right out of pure luck. And that obviously, we would say, increases his credibility and he is all of a sudden a reliable source to a degree for a number of months. So I think Simon Bullock is really, he is really just taking a punt on it and really hoping he is lucky because then that can increase his credibility and ultimately it will lead to him obviously being like an attractive source in the media for a number of months. So I wouldn't obviously be too attracted to his stories. So on to the next report, and that is obviously from Tier 1 Liverpool source James Pearce, and he's obviously come out with a number of 
we would say rather interesting headlines who that will intrigue a number of Liverpool fans and the first one is obviously that he believes that we are interested in Jude Bellingham and that like we are able to sign him financially but that the wages may be an issue when we are likely to approach him in summer of 2023. What is your thoughts on that situation, Noah? Well, obviously, like every Liverpool fan, we all want to see Jude in Liverpool sure. Well, hopefully, even this season, although I personally doubt that will happen. But next year seems to be the year when a lot of people believe that we could make our move for Jude Bellingham. I think everyone would love to see that done. You know, he's a brilliant young talent. He's shown that on, in the Bundesliga and on the European stage in the Champions League. And yeah, I think it'd be brilliant to sign him. You know, obviously the price tag that's been mentioned is, is huge, but for a player like him, I think it's absolutely worth it. And, you know, I think. We're gonna, we're, we are gonna face competition from some other teams who are wanting. You know, he's one of the top prospects currently. So I think, look, we're if we want to get him, we're gonna have to break the bank from. But I think that will be, it will be, a hundred percent worth it. I believe Jude Bellingham could be an excellent signing for Liverpool as he takes all the boxes Liverpool will be looking for in a midfielder to enhance the central section of the Liverpool side as he's physical, he's box-to-box, he's capable of providing magical moments under pressure, he can lead by example, he can perform in important games despite his relative inexperience. So I feel there's nothing really against Liverpool signing Jude Bellingham despite his extortionate price tag. And now moving on to Naby Keita, obviously James Pearce believes that there's a possibility that Naby Keita will sign on on Merseyside. What's your opinion on this? Yeah, look, I have no objections to Naby Keita um, getting a new deal. I think he's a, well, look, he's, he's, he has struggled, should we say, at the, uh, during his time at Liverpool so far. But he's also shown glimpses of of how good he can really be, and I think I think it's like I think it is worth giving him a new deal. You know, obviously, a lot of people have been using the Champions League final incident, a bit of a wild shot by him towards the end of the game, as as ammunition to to support their anti-Kata uh, beliefs, but look, I, I personally think it'd be worth giving him seeing how things go. Yeah, I personally agree because let's say we let Naby Keita go in summer of 2023, that's another top-class senior midfielder gone. So let's say we have our three top-class starting midfielders in Fabinho, Jordan Henderson and Thiago. But then the gulf between those three and the rest of our midfielders is significant because let's say our next three midfielders would be James Milner, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott. Obviously, James Milner is still a reliable option, but his ability has declined in recent years and Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott are inexperienced. So let's say we are to like suffer a major injury to one of our midfielders. So let's say Jordan Henderson gets injured and then let's say Fabinho takes a knock 
our midfield is in severe danger and that could significantly affect one of our seasons. So let's so I feel it's absolutely essential Keisha signs on. Just also in the scenario that Jude Bellingham doesn't sign, we need to keep Keisha. So we have that fourth man in the midfield. So I think Keisha, I feel absolutely essential despite a number of his past performances and his injury record. And now onto the future of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Obviously, James Pierce believes that Liverpool are actually willing to let Alex Ox- Oxlade-Chamberlain leave the club if a suitable offer is registered. So, um, what is your opinion on that, Noah? I just don't think there's any point really in him staying. You know, I don't, I don't see where he'll really get game time next season, and I'm not sure if he really suits the intense clock system you know his injury record in the past has been questionable to say the least so i believe it could be for the best if he does leave yeah i would agree because alex oxlade chamberlain he hasn't really had a major impact on the liverpool team since the back end of 1718 when he suffered his injury against roma and he's been basically ineffective since the 1920 season, as obviously it appears that his knees and his legs have been affected by that ACL injury, and it appears that that area of his body is degrading as time is going on, and the process is acceleration quicker than it would be expected, and I think it's due to that injury, which is a real shame for such an exceptional talent. But football is football, and unfortunately we will have to move on this summer or next summer, which is a real shame, but it's part of the game and now um, we're going to speak about Marcus Leonardo obviously he's a young Brazilian forward and the Liverpool transfer room have linked him with a potential move to the club so maybe there could be some truth in this what is your thoughts on Ishinoa? Well I'm not really I haven't really seen this guy play before so I'm not all that sure but you know look if I don't. I never doubt Klopp's recruitment team, and if they think he's good enough to to play for the Reds, then look, I wouldn't be against the signing. Now, whether this report is true or not, uh, look, we, I guess, only time will tell. Yeah, I could. But, see- yeah, it could be interesting to see him join. Yeah, I could see a world where Liverpool actually do approach Marcus Leonardo because. Let's say the likelihood that Roberto Firmino leaves the club at the end of the season. Liverpool may want the Firmino, effectively, his replacement, coming to the club this season. So he can effectively learn off the top-class Liverpool attackers that we have at our disposal. Obviously, we have five near-world-class attackers. We have Salah, we have Diaz, we have Firmino... Nunes and Jota so he'll learn a lot from all of those five maybe he could sort of learn a lot of Firmino's trademark skills and trademark abilities and incorporate those into his own game but also learn a lot of all the other players he may not exactly be a like-to-like player to Firmino but he will fill the gap and he can learn a lot in this season and he can really develop his playing level and he could be capable of just slotting straight into that Liverpool team next season and then once again, we have five players who are capable of playing at a European Champions League level side. So obviously, I'm all for it, but the likelihood of it, I think, is unlikely at the moment. 
So now we're going to be moving on to the Liverpool-Manchester United preview. I hope everyone has enjoyed this first part of the part of the episode. And now we're just going to move on to the preview for the United game in Thailand on July 12th. Yeah, so... Hello all, welcome to the second part of this podcast episode. And now we're actually previewing the Liverpool-United game that's taking place in Thailand on July 12th. So we're actually going to be naming out our two respective starting 11s and who we think should start collectively. So... Obviously, Noah will be naming out his starting 11 first, and then I will follow. So, why not Noah take the stage and name out his starting 11 to face United? Okay, so I'm going to go on uh, Kelleher, the young Irishman. I'm excited to see him in in between the sticks again. Um, uh, uh, right, I've got my Aberdeen, Cal Randy, um, then other player and excited to see yeah we do you know he has he's coming here having player of the air in the Scottish Premiership so yeah it's exciting to see him uh, centre back pairing I've gone with uh, Joel Mathis and Ibrahim Kanate um, left back I've gone for James Miller because I think uh, Robertson should be able to rest with the amount of football he's played this season and the internationals he played, uh, post season as well. Um, midfield trail I've gone for Jordan Henderson, Thiago, and Harvey Elliott. Um, and the the front trail I've gone for Carvalho, um, Bobby Firmino. Okay, thanks, Noah. That was obviously an interesting starting eleven, and now it's obviously my opportunity to name my starting eleven. So in goals, we have Quevin Kelleher. I think Klopp will be interested in putting him against a number of quality Premier League forwards, and I think he will succeed in his task. So I think Kelleher in goal. I think Joe Gomez will be at centre-back. I think he obviously didn't have the greatest season last year, and he struggled to really make that leap from the physio table to the football pitch. But I think Klopp will be interested in giving giving him a good run in pre-season this year, and really, really having him challenge for the first team. And this will obviously persuade him to potentially sign a new contract in the coming months. And then the other centre back, um. Maybe a rather bold decision, but I think it will be Seth Vandenberg. Obviously, he has spoken in the media about his determination to really make it the preseason where he really challenges for at least a spot on the substitute bench. And I feel his performance, his performances and training will be epitomized by that attitude. So that's why I believe Seth Vandenberg will pair Joe Gomez in the centre half position. Then at right back, I feel it will be Calvin Ramsey, who's obviously recently signed from Aberdeen. I feel that. Klopp will be keen to really test out Ramsey against a number of Premier League players and really to see what he's about, what he's up to at the moment, what his level is, because Klopp doesn't want to find that out in a major Premier League game when Trent Alexander-Arnold is absent. He wants to find it out in pre-season and how he can approach training for Ramsey in the future. And now left-back is Costa Samikas. Obviously, Klopp knows how important it is that Smikas gains momentum at the start of the season because if he doesn't, it may develop into a season similar to his first season at Liverpool, such as 2021, as let's say in the 21-22 season, we saw Smikas getting game time from the start of the season and really carrying that momentum for the rest of the season and really impressing throughout that season. And now in the midfield, we have centre midfielder James Milner, who will captain the side, I think, 
Klopp will just start Milner for the experience as the majority of the other accomplished midfielders will probably not start the game. And you need that experienced head against any team, regardless of the opposition. And James Milner is still very much capable of pulling the strings at the midfield, despite his old age of 36. And then the other centre midfielder will be Curtis Jones. I feel Klopp, similar to Joe Gomez, he had potential to have a really impressive season last year, but it just wasn't possible as a result of injury. And I feel Curtis Jones and Klopp will both be determined to really make it this season where he really starts to break into that first team and really displays to the fans what a physically imposing midfielder he is and obviously how keen he is to attack and how impactful he could be for this Liverpool team. And then at centre attacking midfielder, we have Fabio Carvalho. Obviously, he'll be making his Liverpool debut and I feel Klopp will be keen to test out a younger player for the future in this sort of centre attacking midfielder role. He'd like to see what he's capable from at this role and he'd like also like to see is he capable of challenging for a starting spot or does he have time to go? Similar to Calvin Ramsey. And then at right wing is Harvey Elliott. Obviously, we would prefer to see him in the midfielder in midfield because that's obviously his preferred position. But obviously, I don't think that would be possible for the United game. So I think he will start in the attacking position. And I feel this could actually benefit the team as well and benefit Harvey because let's say we do have an injury crisis in the attack and... We need someone to start there. Maybe Harvey Elliott could really obviously display his attacking quality and potentially start some games in the attack this season. So it's always an option. Then at left wing will be Luis Diaz. I think I don't think there's any qualms about the selection. He was excellent towards the back end of last season and obviously he's come in to this preseason full of confidence and I think he'll be there sort of challenging himself and challenge challenging his teammates from day one of preseason and he'll be prepared to start that game on July 12th then at striker a rather bold call but I think it will be Mohamed Salah I do not think Darwin Nunes will start on his debut I think he'll come off the bench I think Salah will start because Klopp now knows he has Salah's future secure for the next three years and he knows Salah is going to grow old at Liverpool and he may lose his legs to the green the next maybe 12 to 24 months so I feel Klopp will be keen on testing Salah out in a central role and obviously witnessing how he can perform is he effective as a goal scorer in a central role or is he more effective in a wing role and he also doesn't want to put a lot of pressure on new signing Darwin Nunes I think he wants to ease him into the team rather than sticking him right against Premier League opposition straight away I think he'll be determined just to we would say bring on Nunes with 20 minutes to go ease him in allow him to adapt and allow him to gain his confidence because if you put too much pressure on a new signing that is when new signings tend to fail and not succeed so I think Darren Nunes will be eased into the side and he'll probably get a few starts towards the end of pre-season and then I think a discussion will be had if he's to start at the start of the season or if his we would say introduction to the first team will be delayed for another couple of weeks. So that's obviously my conclusion of my starting 11. And now I think before we finish off this episode, why not submit our match day predictions? So what's your prediction, Noah? Um, I'm going to go with 3-1 to Liverpool. I um, think Carvalho will get a goal. And 
yeah, so I obviously agree that will be a Liverpool victory, but I think it will be a different scoreline. I personally believe it will be 2-1. I feel United, they'll have a stubborn, stern defence. They'll obviously be determined under new manager Eric Ten Hag. They will want to make a statement and they'll like to get like a pre-season victory over Liverpool, really to make that statement. And we, we would say bring in that confidence into the squad because that's so crucial just to gain that momentum early on under the new manager. And I think they'll be like absolutely tireless in their application to achieve that. But I feel the Liverpool squad, they are confident at the moment. They are obviously all adapted to the club system. Even a number of the new signings will be well of, well aware of what, of what to expect in the club system. And I feel they will succeed in their objective in winning this game 2-1. And I personally believe that Mohamed Salah will score a goal in this game. I feel, obviously, the back end of last season where there were a lot of weight in the shoulders, obviously involving AFCON and the contract saga, those two weights will be off his shoulder. There will still be doubters in the media, but he does tend to thrive off media pressure. So I think it will be a fitting occasion for Salah to score a goal. And I think he'll be followed by Luis Diaz, obviously. He appears so confident, so calm. And I feel that disposition will really, I think, show this season. And I feel this could be even a better season for Luis Diaz compared to last season. So I think Luis Diaz will be absolutely exceptional in this game. And I think he will be the man of the match. So before we finish off, I want to thank Noah for coming on to the podcast. And obviously, I've thoroughly enjoyed recording this episode and I hope Noah's also thoroughly enjoyed being a guest. So any final thoughts, Noah? Um, no. Thanks for having me. Uh hope to be on here again in the future. Okay, thanks Noah. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that tenth episode of the Sports Group podcast because we thoroughly enjoyed recording it. Anyway, to update everyone on the progress of the podcast, I obviously want to follow up my promise that I did invite a specialised guest onto the podcast, obviously an example being Noah Byrne and obviously participation in the Liverpool FC show. Then a number of future updates. I obviously want to confirm to my fans that we're interested in opening a WordPress site to publish a few written pieces. And we also want to open up a few engaging Instagram accounts. Those are really all of the main updates with the podcast at the moment and I'll inform everyone about any other future updates as soon as I get them. So without further ado, why not we finish off for today and we'll speak soon. Thanks for the support.